Our Father, thank you that we are not in the dark. Uh, thank you that light has come into the world supremely in Jesus, but uh, your word is a light to our feet and a lamp to our path. Uh, please speak to us now. Speak to our hearts. Address our fears. Address our concerns. Address our anxieties. Address yeah, our sin. Uh, point us to Jesus. Point us to his love, his grace on the cross, uh, to your greatness. Please uh, yeah, do a deep work in us now by your spirit as we hear you speak to us. In Jesus' name. Amen. And Riza will read from the book of Job. Our scripture reading for today is from the book of Job, chapter 28, starting in verse 1. Surely there is a mine for silver and a place for gold that they refined. Iron is taken out of the earth, and copper is melted from the ore. Man puts an end to darkness and searches out of the farthest limit, and the ore in gloom and deep darkness. He opens shafts in a valley away from where anyone lives. They are forgotten by travelers. They hang in the air far away from mankind. They swing to and fro. As for the earth, out of it comes bread, but underneath it is turned up as by fire. Its stones are the place of sapphires, and it has dust of gold. That pat no bird of prey knows, and the falcon's eyes has not seen it. The proud beasts have not trodden it. The lions has not passed over it. Man puts his hand to the flinty rack and overturns mountains by the roots. He cuts out channels in the rocks, and his eye sees every precious thing. He dumps up the streams so that they not trickle. And the thing that is hidden, he brings out to light. But where shall wisdom be found? And where is the place of understanding? Man doesn't know its words, and it is not found in the land of the living. The deep says, it is not in me. And the sea says, it is not with, it, with me. It cannot be bought for gold, and silver cannot be weighed as its price. It cannot be valued in the gold of Ophir, in precious onyx or sapphire. Gold and glass cannot equal it, nor can it be exchanged for jewels or fine gold. No mention shall be made of coral or of crystals. The price of wisdom is above pearls. The topaz of Ethiopia cannot equal it, nor can it be valued in pure gold. From where then does wisdom come? And where is the place of understanding? It is hidden from the eyes of all living and concealed from the birds of the air. Abaddon and death say, we have heard a rumor of it with our ears. God understands the way to it, and he knows its place. For he looks to the ends of the earth and sees everything under the heavens. When he gave to the wind its weights and apportioned to the waters by measure, when he made a decree for the rain and a way for the lightning of a thunder, then he saw it and declared it. He established it and searched it out. And he said to the man, behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to turn away from evil is understanding. This is the word of God. Thank you, Riza. That's great. Do keep that passage open as we'll look at it together, as well as uh, some other uh, further chapters from Job. But yeah, as you've heard, uh, the word wisdom come up a few times. Now, I don't know about you, but I love to know things and I love to kind of, I hate not knowing things, and so I really love having a smartphone with the internet in my pocket. 
I don't know if you have that. Our family dinners, when we talk about something and something comes up from the past and I forgot it. And so what is my natural response? I get out my phone and I go to Google and find the answer, right? And try to remember. I know what we're all, it's very rude. I shouldn't do that, but it's, right? We, we want to know stuff. Uh, uh, now, of course, we have ChatGPT uh, that will give you an even nicer answer rather than some websites. Um, no, we want to know things. Uh, that's how we live, right? We live by knowing things. The more we know, the better we can live. That's what everyone believes. But of course, where can we find the answer to everything? And uh, we've been looking at the book of Job. And the Job is about when, actually, when there's no answer. When something very difficult happens and we can't understand it. Uh, why did this great man, uh, this wonderful godly man, suddenly experience such intense suffering? And uh, we don't know. I mean, could uh, ChatGPT help? I thought I'd just try that. Hey, ChatGPT, uh, why am I suffering? <laughs> okay, this is what they said. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that you're suffering. I mean, that's very nice, right? But uh, there could be many reasons why you might be experiencing difficulties, both physical and emotional. It might be helpful to seek support from a healthcare professional or a therapist who can help you identify the root cause of your suffering and work with you to find effective ways to manage it. In the meantime, please know that you're not alone and there are resources available to help you. Yeah, we don't know, right? There might be lots of reasons. You're not alone. I think for Job, that's really comfortable, right? With uh, his friends around him, with he's just been arguing, yeah, you're not alone. Uh, but this doesn't help, right? The thing, and then the thing is, we often don't know what to do. I mean, what does it say here? Uh, find someone who can help you manage it. The thing is, if you suffer, you want to do something about it. And, and what can I do about it? And if you don't know what's wrong, what should you do? I mean, if you are sick, you want to know, okay, what is this sickness, right? That's why you go to the doctor, and a doctor can tell you, okay, this is wrong, and you need this medicine. If you don't know, then what can you do? And it can be paralyzing otherwise. But then again, does that really help? Right? Sometimes... Sadly, there's medical conditions, and you don't know what it is. Uh, sometimes, even, even if you know how, the question is why, right? That's the existential question. Okay, I can see how cancer comes about. I can't see why I now get cancer, right? That's a much deeper question. And, and why was there COVID that messed up the world so much? And why is there a war in Ukraine? And you can think of, of course, we can give some explanations, but basically we don't know. And that's why Job is so great to study, right? It addresses the questions we have, uh, or maybe prepares us basically for when we have questions and no answers. And that's what we want to know. Because we'll all get older, and we're all going to face difficulties that we are not even aware of yet. Uh, how will we be ready? And in a way, especially this chapter is going to be really helpful. Now, uh, what is this chapter that you just heard? I think it's helpful to look at the, the structure of, of Job. We're going through the book of Job. And uh, last week, I kind of forgot to uh, do that. I thought I'd put it here. So these are kind of how Job is. It's a long book, but divided into sections. Hey, we looked at the, uh, the introduction where kind of things in heaven and how Job loses everything and then he complains. And then last week we did those 24 chapters. And you may wonder, is that just one big section? Well, it's a debate between Job and his friends. And basically, a friend says something and Job responds. And the next friend and Job responds, etc. So they just go around in a circle one by one. If you read through it, oh yeah, now it makes sense, right? It just, they go round and round three times. Although the third time they kind of get stuck. 
And, you know, the, the second friend, Bildad, he's got almost nothing to say. Zophar's got, really, he's silent. Uh, they get stuck, as we heard last week. Because Job, he suffers, he goes through this really difficult time, and they thought there's a simple explanation, you know, sin, except that that is not the explanation. And, and then what is it? And so they're kind of stuck. And actually, as the book goes on, we are not having dialogues anymore. We're having monologues. We're having just, you know, speeches. Uh, Job will make a final appeal. And then Elihu, some guy shows up. We'll look at him next week. God himself will show up. And we have the epilogue. That's what we're going to do. But then, what is today's chapter? Because as you can see in the collar, I call it the same as the, the beginning and the end. I mean, you could think this is just Job, right? Because before it is Job, and after it is Job, and it doesn't say uh, who is speaking it in verse, 20, in, in verse 1. But it's very different from how Job speaks, right? Job, he is very angry and agitated after this debate. And, and this poem is very calm, it's very reflective. And so most people think, actually, this is uh, inserted by the, by the writer, by the narrator. Let's press pause and let's just see where we got to, uh, like a, yeah, a choir in a Greek tragedy or something like that. Um, so it's a, it's a way to step back, and that's really helpful for us. And as you can hear, well, this is wisdom literature. This is, it's about wisdom, right? Verse 12, uh, where is wisdom to be found? Uh, verse 20, from where then does wisdom come? And in the last verse, uh, behold, this is wisdom. It is about wisdom. Wisdom, of course, is about knowing and understanding. uh, But it's about understanding the world and how it works. Understanding God's world so that we can live in it, right? The wise person knows how to live. And, of course, uh, how you live is related to how you think the world works. So what is wisdom? And that is what Job and his friends try to do. They try to, okay, what is the wise thing to do? How do we understand this? Well, Let's see. And so this would be really helpful for us. And, well, the first thing that we get from this poem, it's not what we want to hear, but wisdom is inaccessible. (laughs) Wisdom is inaccessible. We can't find it out. We can't reach it. Uh, There's a lot of interesting things about how God governs the world, but we don't know them. And the comparison here is with, uh, with mining, right? Uh, getting metals or, or jewels. Uh, verse 1, surely there's a mine for silver and a place for gold that they refine. Iron is taken out of the earth and copper is smelted from the ore. Right? This is, of course, three and a half, five thousand years ago. Yeah, so uh, back then, yeah. Uh, or it doesn't grow in trees, right? How do you get iron? Well, you need to mine. You need to, uh, well, uh, the man goes to the mountains. Huh? He, uh, he puts his hand to the flinty rock and overturns mountains by the roots. He cuts out channels in the rocks. Uh, he, uh, you know, you go to the mountains and you dig a deep tunnel and you hang and you pick and you look for metal and gems. And, yeah, I mean, mankind, we're very creative and we're very curious and we if we want something we try and get it right and so that's what we do Uh, of course this is a long time ago if this was modern it would talk about quantum mechanics how does everything work Uh, exploring the universe we want to know all the secrets we want to know uh, all the the precious things and that's good and we've explored a lot we understand a lot about the world but verse 12 where shall wisdom be found And where's the place of understanding? You know, can we find out why things happen? 
Can we understand how God runs the world? Can we understand how, why Job, Job suffers? And the answer is uh, no, right? Uh, verse 13, man does not know its worth. It's not found in the land of the living. Uh, you can dig all you want. You can explore all you want. You can't find out how God runs the world. Uh, even, you know, uh, verse 14, the deep says it's not in me. The sea says it's not with me. You know, the most inaccessible places in the world, right at the bottom of the ocean. It's not there. You can go all the way there. You can't find it. Even though it's so precious, right? Because it goes on. Look, wisdom would be so wonderful. Verse 15, it, it cannot be bought for gold. Silver cannot be weighed in its price. And, uh, verse 19, the topaz of Ethiopia can't equal it, nor can it be valued in pure gold. Wouldn't you want to understand all the secrets? Won't you, wouldn't you want to understand why things happen in your life and in the world? Of course we want to. It would be so valuable. But, again, we can't, right? Verse 20, from where then does wisdom come? Where is the place of understanding? It is hidden from the eyes of all living and concealed from the birds of the air. Abaddon and Death say, we've heard a rumor of it with our ears. Even if you leave this world, you go to the, the place of the death, you go to the spiritual realm, is it there? Is there how we can find it out? And uh, they say, well, yeah, maybe someone once mentioned it, I think I remember, I'm not quite sure. Right? Basically, we can't find out wisdom. We can't find out how the world works. Instead, well, verse 23, the only one knows is God. God understands the way to it. He knows its place. God understands the world, right? Why? Well, because he, he understands it. Verse 24, for he looks to the ends of the earth and sees everything under the heavens. When he gave to the wind its weight and apportioned the waters by measure, when he made a decree for the rain and a way for the lightning of the thunder, and then he saw it and declared it. He established it and searched it out. Now, why does God understand the world so well? Well, he made it, right? He made the winds and the thunder and everything. He knows why that's running. Wind and thunder, right? For them farmers that controlled life. I mean, God made those. God runs those. So, yeah, he knows how the world works. But we don't, right? We are humans. We're limited creatures. We can't find it out. We don't understand how God runs everything, uh, this chapter says. And it's a bit of a rebuke, right? Here are Job and his friends, and they've been arguing, well, this is why you're suffering, and this is why this happens. And they got nowhere, and the, and the writer says, yeah, that's right, they got nowhere. Because some things we just don't know. There's a lot of things we do know, but many things in life, why this happens, we just don't know. And maybe you are struggling with things, you know, you have this great relationship and you broke up. Why? We don't know. You know, uh, this, uh, you didn't get into the uni program you wanted. Why? I don't know. Why did all your best friends leave Hong Kong? Well, you can give some reasons, but other people are still here. You know, why? We don't know, right? There's so much we just don't know. God knows. He governs the world. And you can, of course, seek him and ask him and try and pray, but you may get it wrong, right? Basically, we don't know. Maybe you're here as a visitor and you want to know, you're looking for answers, right? You're wondering why does this happen and why that? And Christianity has a lot of answers. It has a lot of wisdom, trust me, if you look at it. And yet there are some things we can't explain. 
There are some things that, okay, generally I can see it, but why this particular thing happened? God hasn't told us, and I'm sorry, I don't know. We need some, uh, but what do we need then? Because this is ah, frustrating, right? We want to know the answer, but, well, wouldn't it be great if God just told us, right? If God knows it, he could tell us. And, well, at the last verse, he said to man, right? God tells mankind, okay, here's the answer. What, what do we need? What, what is wisdom? And he says, well, wisdom, well here's wisdom. Uh, wisdom is revealed, right? Second point. But it's maybe not what you expect. What did he say? Well, behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to turn away from evil is understanding. You want to be wise? Well, fear the Lord. Uh, Live in a right relationship with him. Uh, Turn away from evil. Live his way. Basically, uh, make God the center of your life and and, and live like that. And, And that's wisdom. Now, you may wonder, is that how the world works? Actually, wisdom kind of, it has two meanings. Uh, maybe you wondered, did I make a spelling mistake in the title that uh, it said wisdom with a, a lowercase? Actually, wisdom with a capital W is kind of how the world, how God runs the world. Uh, wisdom with a lowercase is how we live in the light of it. Okay, do you see those two? Uh, that's, uh, yeah, in Hebrew it's slightly, it's the wisdom versus a wisdom kind of, did that make sense? But uh, that's why it's like this. But lowercase wisdom, this is how to live. And it's the same actually in all the wisdom books, right? If you've read Proverbs, what does it say? Well, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. You want to be wise? Well, the fear of the Lord, again. Uh, Ecclesiastes last year, right? This whole book about how the world doesn't make any sense. How should we live? At 12 verse 13, the end of the matter, all has been heard. Fear God and keep his commandments. But this is the whole duty of man. It's the same thing, right? Fear God and keep his commandments. I mean, it's slightly different. Turn away from evil versus keep his commandments. Job didn't have the law. That's why it can't say keep his commandments because he didn't have them. But that's the idea. Uh, fear, uh, yeah. It's about God. You, you fear him. You trust him. You follow him. Which feels a bit like a cop-out, right? I don't know what you think. I, I'm a parent and... My kids always ask, why? Why do I need to do this? And if you're a parent, you can relate. And I always try to explain, right? I, I'm, a, I'm an engineer, science background. I want to always give, okay, this is why. And I keep on explaining. And EJ is always very frustrated. They should just do what you say. <laughs> but I, I want to explain. And, but the Bible, it often gives reasons. It often tells you a lot of useful things. But sometimes it just says, no. Uh, here it's just, you know, trust God. Fear God. Live his way, and, and, and that's enough. Just follow him. When you don't understand it, there's lots that you don't understand. Just follow him. Although it's not unrelated, right? They're not two unrelated things. I mean, what is the connection between the two? Well, God is, of course, the one who runs the world and who governs the world and who made the world. It makes sense, of course, that you trust him, right? <laughs> If you want to use something, well, how was it made? Who made it? And then you know how it works. Right? So, so following the maker, following the creator makes really good sense. But that's the idea. We don't know how the world works, but God does. So let's just trust him. Let's just follow him. Now, of course, what does this mean? Uh, I mean, fearing God, that's such a strange phrase, right? And it sounds like being terrified and being, being afraid of God. Actually, it's not like that. 
Because if you hear that, fear God and turn away from evil. Who is the best example of that? Well, in this book, it's very simple, right? It, it's Job. Job himself. How did he get introduced in uh, 1 verse 1? And there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. And that man was blameless and upright, one who feared God and turned away from evil. You want to see what it looks like to follow God and look at Job. And, and Job wasn't terrified of God, right? He loved God and he sought God. And when he went through unimaginable things, uh, he asked hard questions and he, he, he missed God. And he, he wanted him and he wanted an answer and he wanted his friendship back. I mean, but he, he certainly didn't come across as afraid, right? No, fearing God is just that he's number one. That he's the one you're, yeah, who is the most important in your life. And therefore, yeah, you trust him, you follow him. And, and that is what Job did, right? In, all through the debate last week, he kept on wanting to speak to God. If only if I could speak with God. And yeah, because he, he knew him, he loved him. Yeah, that's fearing God, treating God as he deserves, having a right relationship with him. Though, of course, what does that look like then as well? Well, it, of course, if you trust him, you will live his way, right? Uh, turning away uh, from evil, which is, of course, also what Job did. In a way, you get a really beautiful picture of that uh, as you read on in the next few chapters. Because Job gives kind of this, uh, this final appeal, yeah, his summary defense. You know, God, I don't understand this. I don't deserve this, I think. Uh, please let me know why I'm going through this. Uh, it sets up the answers we will get from Elihu and God himself. Uh, but, but, but let's just look at what Job is like. Yeah, so uh, what does he miss? So chapter 29, he will, long ago, things were so good. But what, what, did, what did he miss? Oh, verse 2. Eh? Oh, that I were as in the months of old, as in the days when God watched over me, when his lamp shone upon my head, and by his light I walked through darkness, as I was in my prime, when the friendship of God was upon my tent, when the Almighty was yet with me, and when my children were all around me. Yeah, he doesn't say, oh, back when I was rich and when I was healthy. No, when, when God was with me, when he was, his friendship was with me, and, you know, we, we did things together. And, you know, what does he miss? He missed doing good. Because what was Job like? Verse 7. Yeah, uh, when I went out to the, sit, the gate of the city, when I prepared my seat in the square, the young man saw me and withdrew, and the aged rose and stood. Why was Job so respected? His money? No. Um, verse 12, because I delivered the poor who cried for help, and the fatherless who had none to help him. I put on righteousness, and it clothed me. My justice was like a robe and a turban. He, he was such a selfless man. Yeah, he was rich. He was the richest man around, but he, used, he did good. And then now, of course, that's all gone. Chapter 30, yeah, I've lost everything. 30 verse 1, my now, my now they laugh at me, men who are younger than I, whose fathers I would have disdained to set with the dogs of my flock. Uh, verse 19, God has cast me into the mire. I've become like dust and ashes. I cry to you for help, and you do not answer me. I stand, and you only look at me. Yeah. God, this is my situation, and so please give me an answer. Yeah, chapter 31. Uh, let me be weighed in a just balance, and let God know my integrity. Uh, oh, that I had one to hear me. Here's my signature. Let the Almighty answer me. Uh, I, he wants an answer. Job, uh, yeah, God, why? I don't know what you think. Is he asking too much? Is he demanding 
God show up and tell me where we're going to see the coming weeks, whether that is right. But you can see his heart, right? His heart for God and his heart to do good. Chapter 31, it's so challenging as he just says, look, God, I haven't done anything. I mean, uh, 31 verse 1, it puts us to shame. Um, I have made a covenant with my eyes. How then could I gaze at a virgin, right? I've made a solemn agreement. I'm not going to look at kind of young unmarried women, you know, challenging, right? Summer in Hong Kong, uh, challenging. Uh, He treats his slave so well, right? I think that's that's interesting, chapter 31, uh, verse 13. Uh, If I've rejected the cause of my manservant or my maidservant when they brought a complaint against me, uh, if I've treated my slaves badly. Uh, verse 15, did not he who made me in the womb make him? And did not one fashion us in the womb? So he says, my slaves and me, we're, we're the same. We're, we're both made my God, right? You, maybe you think the Bible justifies slavery or something like that. Some people say that. Actually, three and a half thousand years ago, it said, well, we're both human, and so I shouldn't treat them badly. Uh, amazing. And, uh, of course, we saw he did good, right? He, uh, he helped the poor and... Uh, Good for Hong Kongers. He, uh, he didn't trust in money. Verse 24. If I have made gold my trust, or called fine gold my confidence. Uh, Job, in so many ways, he really loved God and, and followed him. You know, it is a far higher standard than the Old Testament law. It's, it's almost a sermon on the mount. It's so, uh, yeah. Now, I don't know what you think of this. You hear that, and we need to hear it rightly. I know how I usually hear this. I hear this and think, oh man, this is what I need to obey. This is what the standard that I need to keep if I want to really uh, live God's way. Of course, then we're sinners. We can't. We, we can never fully live up to this. I know. I mean, Job needs to be amazing, right, for this book to work. If Job was just, an, was if, yeah, no one would ever think that I'm innocent. And, yeah, right? It has to be someone blameless and perfect for this book to raise this question. But then we think, oh, Job is just an ideal, and we don't even try. Actually, uh, if we love God, if we know who he is, we want to live his way. Even though if we don't do it perfectly, I hope, you know, if you love God, you want to live. Uh, we don't want to trust in other things, and we don't want to displease him, and we want to have his heart for other people and those kind of things, right? That's just natural. And if he says what is good, uh, then I guess we'll follow it, Right? Of course, we don't want to trust gold because God is our number one. God is the one we trust. And also, he says that money is the root of all kinds of, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. No wonder. We shouldn't be greedy. It's not good for us. We should, yeah. But I hope you can see the point, right? Again, don't mistake last week. Last week, I said your suffering's got nothing to do with your sin. Don't take that as to mean, okay, sin really doesn't matter. Right? Justice denied. Well, actually, it's justice delayed. But the point is this. It, it, it's about how we live, right? We may not understand what happens in life. We can't understand what God is doing. But we just keep trusting him and keep living for him and keep following him, uh, which means yeah, trying to please him, doing what he says is right. And doing, yeah, that's, that, that's how you live. If you trust someone, you live as that person uh, says, as that person wants you to live. Because that's, that's a relationship, right? I hope that makes sense. But that's the challenge for us, right? Maybe some very difficult thing happens at work tomorrow. And what are you going to do? 
Maybe you wonder why. Why did God put this in my life? I guess it says don't turn away, right? Don't be like Job's wife, you know, curse God and die. You know, seek him, pray, ask for answers, but trust him, right? Don't turn away from him when that happens. Uh, don't, don't be paralyzed. Actually, you know what to do, right? Maybe, oh, what should I do now? Well, keep trusting God and keep just living his way. It's actually not difficult. Um, don't, you know, don't, don't pause on your Christian life. I have that sometimes. And when your life is messed up, okay, I'm going to just press pause and I'm not going to do anything Christian until I know the answer. I think that that's very tempting, right? Uh, I'm not going to, uh, ac- yeah, actually that is, this is no. Uh, keep going. Keep trusting. Keep living. Keep walking. Just keep going with God. Even if you have no idea uh, what's going on, you have no idea why this is coming to your life, God says, just trust me and keep going. In a way, it's liberating, right? We, we know what to do. God has told us, just keep following me and it'll work out. It'll be fine. Just keep trusting me. I think what we need to do then, yeah, do we trust God? Right? Here's the question. We, we trust our knowledge more than other things, right? If I just know the answer, then I trust that. And God actually says, well, in this case, you're human and I'm God. And, you know, you just need to trust me. You can't know everything. You just need to trust me. And can we trust him? Oh, yeah. I think you know the answer to that, right? Can we trust him? Yes, we can. And especially as Christians. Because we have something that Job didn't have. Right, because we talk about wisdom, that it's so inaccessible, right? It's, uh, it's not here on earth. It's not in the realm of the dead. Where it's, it's with God. But what if wisdom didn't stay up in heaven? What if wisdom came down? And that's the thing, right? Wisdom has come down. And Proverbs talks about wisdom as a person. How, how a person kind of, you know, through whom God created the world. And, uh, you know, the other philosophies did that, like the Greeks, they thought of uh, the, the principle behind the universe, the logos, or word. And, and John picks that up in his gospel. John says, hey, uh, there is a person at the heart of who God is. John 1, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. Without him was not anything made that was made. Here is the one through whom God made everything. Here is the one who is, in a way, at the heart of the universe, right? And then that person, yeah, came down. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. Glory as the only son from the Father, full of grace and truth. God sent him down to us. God's wisdom become, become human. And so, yeah, he is where we, he's then the source of all wisdom, right? That's what Paul says when he says, you know, I I want you all to know Christ. Because then what can we do? Well, to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, everything you might want to know about the universe, everything God wants to tell us about everything, it's in Christ doesn't mean that if you know Jesus, you can get seven PhDs. That's not what it means. No, it means that, you know, we now know the heart of God. We know 
God has revealed more to us than ever before. He's revealed what is at the heart of who God is, right? A father and a son loving each other in the unity of the spirit. Uh, God has made known the heart of his plans to bring everything together under Christ, right? He has made uh, his, his heart, his character, right? How do we see God so clearly when Jesus came down and died on the cross in his love and grace for all our sin and all our rebellion and all our unbelief? That is how we can see who God really is. We, we know him better than ever before and when he revealed himself. Job wanted to speak to God. Well, actually, God was here. God, the wisdom of God in human form. And we know him. And that means that, yeah, we, we can't understand the world. But we can know this person. We can know this wonderful person uh, who has all the answers. And surely if someone died for you, you can trust him, right? If he's gave his life for you, you can give your life to him. Uh, we don't know how the world works, but it's run by the one who died for you. Then we can trust him. Uh, that is what we have that Job didn't have. And so, let's do this. Right? We, we don't understand everything. We don't understand why sickness and disasters and accidents and things. that We don't know why all this happens. We just know it's in Jesus' hands. And so, let's, let's trust him. Let's keep following him. And let's co- be committed to, okay, I'm going to keep doing what Jesus wants. I don't know what's going on, but I know what he says is right, and I'm going to live his way and trust that he will love me and he will bring me through and, and he will sort everything out in the end. And uh, yeah, that is it. That is how a Christian lives, uh, by faith. We repent and we trust in Jesus and we trust him in all of life. Why don't we do that together? Why don't I give you some time? I've put two questions here on the screen to think about, you know, Just think, how are you tempted to respond when things don't make sense? Well, what is your temptation? Are you paralyzed? Do you press pause on your Christianity? Do you turn away from God? Now, what will it look like for you to fear the Lord and turn away from evil? And and then just think about Jesus and his love for you and how that changes things. So let me give you a minute or two and then uh, I'll pray for us. Let's pray together.
Our Father, we want to humble ourselves before you. We admit that you are God and we're not. And we don't know everything that's going on. We don't understand the deep, the deep workings of you, of you, how you rule the universe, how you rule our lives. But thank you that we can trust you. Thank you that you sent your son. Uh, that he is now the one ruling the universe for our good to bring us home, to bring everything uh, to completion. Help us to trust. Help us to see where we are tempted to not uh, live with you and not follow Jesus. Uh, turn us uh, turn us in love and trust back to him, back to your son, that we would know your love and and live accordingly. Thank you we can do that. Thank you that you graciously revealed that we can just trust you. By your spirit, please strengthen us and help us to do that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.